Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I'm seeing too much Carmelo Anthony stuff on social media. Like, come on, dude. He's the most overrated Nick of all time. Carmelo Anthony did nothing with the Knicks. You guys make it like winning a playoff series was a big deal. Yeah, great. They won a playoff series and they lost in a second round against Indiana to a team that they should have beaten. Carmelo was a great individual player. Volume shooter. Volume scorer. He was not a great Nick by any stretch. And to compare him in any stretch to Patrick Ewing is an insult to the big fella. And in these videos, oh, Melo was that. And I get like players love him. By the way, Melo seems like an awesome guy. I like that he wanted to be here. Good dude. Embraced the city. You know, claimed to be from here, whatever. All right, that's fine. He, Carmelo Anthony is the most overrated Nick of all time. You know who's going to close in on second behind him? R.J. Barrett. <laughs> Nick fans love R.J. Barrett. He's had like four good games, and that's it. Can I have one quick question? Yeah. Rosie, go ahead. What's Hi. The difference between Carmelo and Ewing, being that they both didn't win a thing here, would be right. what? You have to watch them play. If you have to ask that question, you you have no clue. You, are you legitimately asking that? But you're a Bulls fan, so you have no idea. No, I'm... I'm cause, no, don't... Come on. Don't interrupt the show with that nonsense. I'm not inter- I'm asking a yeah. question. Yo, it's a horrible question. Did you watch Patrick Ewing play? I mean, I wasn't... I wasn't... I was young at the time, but sure. Carmelo Anthony was... He, he couldn't... Carmelo Anthony couldn't hold a candle to what Patrick I'm, Ewing could I'm do. not arguing that. Right. I'm not arguing that. I'm not... I'm just arguing the general consensus of both all-time Nick Greats but didn't win anything. Yeah, no, I understand that. But you that's what that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. all, all I'm saying. But, is but, what's but the here's right. But you just said the you just said the key words that I have a problem with. They're not both all time Nick greats. One is an all time Nick great. The other was a good NBA player. You want to say he's a great NBA player? Fine. He was not a great Nick by any stretch. Right. So uh, so I guess the point is he wasn't a great Nick. Right. But Ewing was a Ewing correct was a great. Even though they both didn't win a championship, obviously correct. Ewing gets the upper hand. Correct. Okay. Look at how many years Patrick Ewing led a team with no talent around him or limited talent around him to the postseason. Right. And it was the Jordan the, year. I got that. Deep so. into the postseason. Yeah. I mean, whatever. He didn't win a championship, but I mean, he was on two teams that went to the NBA Finals. Melo never got out of the second round with the Knicks, and Melo never made a team uh, better. He never made a teammate better. He's a selfish player. 
but fans treat him as if he did what Patrick Ewing did. And I think that's because a lot of younger fans didn't experience Ewing in the 90s. So they look at Carmelo as their guy because the Knicks sucked for the better part of the last 20 years. And the only time they had some semblance of success was with Carmelo Anthony. Right. I think to the younger generation, Melo is your Patrick Ewing. Right? I, I guess that's what it comes right, down to. Right. And I'm here to clear up things yes. and, and give facts that Carmelo Anthony couldn't hold a candle to Patrick Ewing. Now, this is not fair to Carmelo because he didn't ask for this. But he does. It's almost like Carmelo believes he's a great Nick. He wants to be treated like he's a great Nick. He is not. I can list you 10 Knicks without hesitation that did more for that team, that franchise, than Carmelo Anthony. Now, the majority of them are from the 90s, but still. Jalen Brunson is ahead of Carmelo Anthony when it comes to being an all-time great Nick. And he's played here for a full season, not even a full season. So it, it does bother. Now, again, Melo's a nice guy. I like him. I've always been a fan of Lala. I'm rooting for his son to do well. You know, I used to watch the reality show uh, that Lala had. So, like, I like Carmelo Anthony and his family. And I like him as an individual. But he is so overrated. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's not about him. And that's why I don't understand why we keep seeing stuff. We're seeing more stuff on social media about Carmelo than we saw with Patrick Ewing, who was at game one. Come on now. That's not right. Mike is calling from Rockville Center. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for making uh, it, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Huge win. Just wanted to bring up, you've been talking a lot about the Knicks, quote-unquote, big three, but I think the two people who really need to get some shine are are Hart and Hartenstein tonight. In particular, Hartenstein, even though it's not on the stat sheet, obviously you get Hart. He's got the rebounds, almost got the triple-double, but how many teams left in the playoffs have two big men who can control the game without scoring? Obviously, we saw it with Robinson, particularly in the Cavs series, but he goes into foul trouble immediately, and Hartenstein just picks up the slack right away, setting screens, big loose balls, everything that you want out of big man. I don't think there's another team in the playoffs that have two guys who, who can control a game like that. Yeah, well, without without having an offensive game, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. particularly defensively and just like stuff that doesn't come up on the statute. And I think, it's, I think it's by design, and it would be even better if the Knicks had one more guy who could score. Not that they need it from that position, but they are lacking some scoring. As you saw in game one, if they don't get it from Brunson, they're screwed. It's nice that they have RJ now contributing on the level of Brunson and Julius Randle. And if they get that consistently, they'll be okay. But yes, you're right. And I mentioned Hartenstein to start the show as one of the key players in this game. Look, Hart had a, a bad game in game one, but he still brings the energy, does those little things. He's got that 90s Nick feel to him where he's a hustle player. He's got to be able to knock down a couple of shots, and he did just that in Game 2 as opposed to Game 1 where he was bad from downtown and just didn't have his shot going at all. But overall, tonight contributing 14 points, 11 rebounds. You mentioned it, the 9 assists, Hart doing a little bit of everything. But Hartenstein, also a big factor in this game, doing little things to keep possessions alive, little things that help win ballgames. In a weird way, I think that, honestly, Hart, Randall was the biggest piece for him to come back because he was the one who was really finding him in the corner more than anybody else. So, obviously, you know, you talked about Randall sometimes getting a little bit, keeping his head down, the bad turnovers. Obviously, the one on the baseline was horrendous. You can't, you can't make an excuse for that. But it just seems like when Randall's in there, Hart's just a better offensive player overall. Randall, <laughs> Randall makes, uh, even though I think he's a selfish teammate, and you saw it, you're watching the game, Mike, he's hesitant to pass yeah. too many times if he just quickly passes it the way that Miami does. I mean, that's, I don't think Miami's that good, but they are excellent with their ball movement, finding the open three-point shooter, quick passes, 
Randall doesn't do that. He wants to keep the ball, especially last night or tonight, I should say. He wanted to be a little bit of the hero coming back, which is fine because the Knicks need him to do that. But he also, he should also realize there are moments where you, you got to trust your teammates and hit the open guy. And even though there was a slight hesitation, he ended up hitting Hart in the corner for a big three down the stretch of that game. But, yeah, Randall, I mean, look, having him back, you, you forget how good he is and how much the Knicks actually need him. And thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate you checking in. It was some talk about, oh, are they better? R.J. Barrett was able to develop without Julius Randle being there. And Obi Toppin's giving good minutes. And then you watch game one, you're like, no. You know what? They need Randle back. As flawed as he may be and frustrating at times to watch Randle out of control, turning the ball over, making dumb mistakes, they need him. He's turned into a very, very good offensive player. He can knock down the three. He's a guy, along with Brunson, that I would trust to give the ball to when you need a bucket. I mean, those are the top two scoring options. You're going to throw RJ in there now, too, but I still don't trust it with RJ. And again, five for nine from downtown, I mean, you'd sign for that every single day of the week. I just don't believe that could be maintained from RJ Barrett. But what the Knicks do well is that they play like a team. They have some individuals who can, you know, get to the bucket and score or knock down the three. You know, Brunson and Randall, we talk about it. Hopefully, RJ's that guy. But the role players that they have, Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein, they do their job very well. They don't need to go out there and score. That's not their job. It's to protect the rim, play some defense, hustle, rebound, and they do that well. I'd like to see a little bit more from Quickly and Grimes. You're getting the production from Hart that you need. They they play like a, a solid team. And if Brunson was on his game in game one, the Knicks would be up 2-0 right now. Bruce is calling from Howell. What's up, Bruce? Yeah, what's up, Sal? How are you, Bruce? Yeah, Sal, I don't understand this whole thing with not a real game because Jim wasn't playing. There's an element of the NBA when you have seven, eight, nine guys just playing hard nose basketball without one star that everyone just goes hard and the heat we're on tonight it's in a way it's hard to beat such a team so everyone's like oh it's not a real game because jimmy didn't play i disagree with that well i mean he wasn't there not, you can't penalize the knicks for that they were without their best player though the facts are jimmy butler didn't play and he's their best player and he's not there so obviously that would be an edge to the knicks but i don't care how they got it done how many points they won by the Knicks ended up winning. so I understand. But one saying, oh, it's not a real win. Let them first beat them a real game. Yeah. Well, no, one, one caller said that. Yeah, well, eight scrappy guys trying to play without, right. without one guy as their best player. And by the way, Jimmy Butler's in there. Somebody else is not scoring as much. It's as simple as that. Struss, you want to take him and, and you know knock his performance out. He had 17 points in the game. So it's not just like, oh, yeah, well, you add Jimmy Butler on top of what they did. No, if Butler's there... Everything plays out differently. Look, the Heat need Jimmy Butler back. However, I'm not taking away from the Knicks win in game two because Jimmy Butler wasn't there. All right, so how about my guy Isaiah Hardenstein? Yeah. Slipping down offensive rebounds. Yeah, I mean, you saw We talked about it, Bruce. He's been a positive contributor. He's done a lot more than Nerlens Noel did, and I like Nerlens Noel as a player. Hardenstein, though, you right, can tell his energy. Yeah, now, he, quickly's got to up his game. We need Quickly to come through with one big game over here on the road. Yeah, you know, I don't get it with Quickly. He should be better. Now, he did have that moment where he hit a couple of buckets in a row there getting in, getting inside. And you know, a little right, floater that Quickly. Touched, then he tries into the three and missed it short. 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's got to be a better shooter. Emmanuel quickly is one of the best shooters on the Knicks. We just have not seen that so far in the postseason. That's been disappointing, Bruce, and thank you for the call. We need more from Emmanuel quickly. And look, the the Knicks right now taking on a banged-up Miami Heat team. Series tied now 1-1. Going into Miami is not going to be easy. Never is, even with that fraud crybaby fan base down there. Knicks are going to – it's a challenge winning on the road in the NBA. They did it in Cleveland in, you know, obviously game uh, one and then game five again. Can they do it for one of these next two? I'm not asking for both. I'm asking for one and then get it back home to the Garden next Wednesday night. I think they can. Again, we'll see what happens with Jimmy Butler, but with or without him, the Knicks are going to have to go down there on the road and play a, 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 a complete game. They're going to make mistakes. And I'll tell you, it's something, too, that i got to get used to. I know it's the style of play in today's NBA. But the Knicks, even when they're on a run, wasting possessions, just running up the floor, taking bad shots. Like, slow it down. It's okay. At the end of the third quarter, you know, they're they're doing well. They're on a nice little run. And then they're, they're coming down, chucking bad shots. Like, slow the game down a little bit. Find a better shot. Move the ball. Too many times I've seen the Knicks, even with their success in the first round and now through the first two games of this series, they just don't respect every possession. One thing in the regular season, it's a it's a must in the postseason. Although if every team plays like that, then maybe it's not a must anymore. Where teams don't even look at the clock. They don't play smart. Don't take good shots. There is no such thing as a bad shot anymore. They're pulling up from wherever they want on the floor. Chucking threes. Al is calling from Parsippany, New Jersey. What's up, Al? Good evening, Sal. How you doing? Good, Al. How are you? Doing well, man. I agree with you, uh, but real quick, everyone in the NBA is playing that way. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know, so it's just like it's a matter of, you know, you got to keep up. Everyone's looking to score, you know, every, you know, seven seconds into possession. Listen, if I'm Thibodeau, I tell the team, especially this team, psychologically, I, I tell them, listen, forget about the first two games. Forget about what happened with Randall not being there game one, with Butler not being there game two. From a psychological standpoint, and they proved, like you just mentioned a second ago, they won They won on the road twice in Cleveland. Let them know, listen, we got a best out of five, and Miami's got the home court. Especially this team, this young team, you got to put it in their head that it's essential essential that you split these next two games and then you know you got best out of three just win just win you know or best out of five you win three games you move on to the eastern conference finals and it's doable and they better respect miami because this team was i believe a one seed last season you know so they took it easy a little bit during the regular season they ended up as an eight seed well heroes hurt yeah they they were fortunate to make the postseason and they were fortunate in a playing game and it obviously did a great job against Milwaukee ousting them this is not the yeah it's not a traditional eight seed that's going to be overmatched and you know it's not like the Knicks are some world beaters either but this is definitely a winnable series I think the Knicks right now even with Jimmy Butler are still a better team absolutely I was watching the game tonight listen it was it was harder than it should have been Game two at home, down 0-1, no butler. It was a little bit more difficult than what it what it should have been. But those guys get paid, too. I understand that. Throw it all out the window. 
have five games, win the next three. That's it. Or win three out of the next five. Right. However way you got to do it. Grit, hustle, defense. Hart can, you know, try to contain Butler. He proved he was able to stay with Mitchell in the first round. Butler's a little bit better, a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more polished. But um, yeah, it's, it's a doable series, Sal. I agree with every point you made. And, and the Carmelo Anthony point, 1,000%. I'm a 42-year-old Knicks fan. You know, you can't put Melo and Ewing in the same conversation. Oh, come on. It, it, it drives me nuts. It drives yeah. me nuts, Alan. Thank you for the call. That's what drives me nuts. And I know that saying that makes it sound like I'm destroying Carmelo for no reason. No. What happens is it offends me as a 90s Knicks fan. And it's not just Carmelo. I remember back then it was, oh, look at uh, you know Tyson Chandler. Like, they're comparing Tyson Chandler and Carmelo Anthony to the 90s Knicks. What, because they made, made one, they won one playoff series? Like, Carmelo takes bows for a 54-win season and winning a playoff round. I mean, Patrick Ewing did that in his sleep. It was automatic to win 50-plus games and a first round. That was automatic for Patrick Ewing. It was a matter of how much further the Knicks were going to go beyond the first round. It's insulting to me. Carmelo was fine. He's no better than Stephon Marbury, honestly, as a Nick. Similar. And you, you, people looking, oh, Carmelo. Oh, like, like they treat him like he's, he's not Patrick Ewing. Not even close. The greatest compliment that I could pay any player, now this is me because I grew up watching these teams. So for me, the greatest compliment that I could give any NBA player would be that this player, so-and-so, would fit on the 90s Knicks. Carmelo Anthony is the exact opposite of a player that would fit on the 90s Knicks. And that's why I never warmed up to him. He's the exact opposite of a 90s Nick. Great talent. Not a great team player. And while he may be a great individual player, nowhere near a great Nick. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Knicks get a big win in Game 2. Sending the series back to Miami. Game 3, Saturday, 330 one game apiece. I got some issues Saturday, too. Uh, got a family obligation. Matter of fact, maybe I'll get my brother-in-law on the horn here one of these next couple of days and hash this thing out over the air because I can't have my game being interfered with. I mean, I got to be there for my wife. I get it. I'm married. I made that decision. I have to live with that decision. And you know, being married, you have an obligation to do certain things. This is one of them going to my brother-in-law's house for his kid's birthday party. Twins, their birthday party. But the game is 3.30. And I want to make sure before I get there, I want to find out what the food situation is, what the company's going to be, who's going to be there, and make sure that we can watch that game uninterrupted. You know what I mean? No kid messing with the channel. No, oh, we'll have it, but the sound's going to be off, or oh, maybe we'll get to it. No. Like, I want that TV on. I I want the pregame on. When I walk in, have the pregame on. Game's on ABC. Whatever's on ABC at 1 o'clock, put it on. American Gladiators? Whatever it is, Rosie, that's fine with me. 
Is it on ABC the game on uh, Saturday? I believe it is. I'm assuming I don't it's got to be it's got to be the ABC. It's, it has to be. Three thirty. Yeah. What's your game plan if they if the wife or the brother-in-law says I can't guarantee that? No, I'm not going. Okay. Well, we're gonna find out. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna talk to him Thursday or Friday. We'll see. Make it a statement. I'm yeah. not going. Well, put it this way: I'm not missing the game. Obviously, that's that's non-negotiable. So if it means that I don't go, it means I don't go. I'm not missing the game. It is ABC. It is ABC confirmed. Right. So I'm just gonna tell them. As a matter of fact, when I talk to them, I'm gonna tell them, "Hey, Friday night, put your TV on ABC." And leave it there with and, the volume up. And put the remote like on the top shelf yeah. so no Throw one the remote. It. Go bury the remote. Nobody touch it. Uncle Sal's coming over. And we got a game to watch. And you'll like this, Rosie. I My wife is like, oh, like it was the jeans I was wearing today. She goes, oh, those look nice. First time I was wearing them. Oh, those look nice. Can you wear that Saturday? I go, honey, come on. You know what I wore to the garden? I'm wearing that on Saturday, which was a... Starks jersey and authentic Nick shorts. I'm going to take it a step further. I think Saturday, because I like making a statement, and because the Knicks are on the road, I'm going to go with my blue authentic 93-94 shorts, a road Knicks jersey to match, either Ewing or Starks, and a Knicks warm-up jacket. And I am going to wear that to my in-laws' house for the party. That'll go over well. Ooh, baby. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to get the dub. Are there sports fans on the other side? This is a playoff. Uh, I don't know. Do we know? Yeah, my my brother-in-law grew up watching the Knicks. Okay. Now, like, sports fan, sure, but, like, our level sports fan, no. I don't think, the for those of us, you know, you guys know, you're listening, like, we're nutjob sports fans. You wouldn't be listening if you weren't. They're sports fans, but, like... They don't understand the level of sport. No. Like, they think we're crazy. No, they're not watching, you know, Calgary-Edmonton on right. February, Tuesday like me. Right. No, you're right. You're not with the hockey yes. like that. But yeah. whatever. Each sports fan has their thing. Absolutely. So, for the NBA playoffs, while people may get into it, be like, oh, it's a playoff game. It's exciting. Like, we build our lives around it. We live and die with every possession. They don't understand that level of sports fan. They don't understand that watching that game is honestly your job. That, well, it's that your too. job to watch the game. That too. And there is a disconnect there when they don't, when they look at me and don't understand how I need to watch every possession and be involved in it, uninterrupted. You can bring the yellow legal pad like Summers. Okay. Just chart the plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't just have the game on. Like, it's got to be on, and I got to be watching it. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask him if we could set up like a separate room because I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be talking to anybody. I just want to watch the thing in my Knicks uniform One more by thing. myself. Is it, uh, do they have like a hard wire like cable or is it like Wi-Fi streaming? No, I think it's, I think they have YouTube TV. Oh, cause now, now you have to, now you have to rely on the Wi-Fi not going out though. Yeah. Well, this is what I mean. I'm going to have him on and make sure all these Good. boxes are Good. checked. Good. Otherwise I will threaten not to go. Smart move. Now I'm going to do that to him. I'm not going to say that to my wife. I'll say it to him first. I would think that would sure not be a it. good 877 337 We'll get back to your calls on the other side. Salaco. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round, the 1390th pick overall. Today, he calls Cooperstown home. Mike Piazza, welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on The Fan. We'll continue with your calls here, 877-337-6666. Knicks must win game two. They do the job. They win it. Randall comes back. Brunson was fine. Better, certainly better than he was in game one. It was a typical Jalen Brunson performance. R.J. Barrett is good. And it's the first time really we've seen these three together play at this level. Well, in the postseason, certainly. With Randall with 25, Brunson with 30, and R.J. Barrett with 24. Because Barrett didn't start coming on until Randall was hurt. But now you're seeing the contributions that all three can make. And if they do that consistently moving forward, who knows what the ceiling could be for this next team. You know, I was talking about it before the break about Saturday and the game. This is what's so much fun about these playoff series. Now, it sucks that the Rangers are out of it, but now, you know, that's cleared from the schedule, and otherwise it was planning around, you know, if the Rangers win, it's okay, when's game one, when's game two, and trying to map your, or whatever team it is that you root for. For me, it's the Rangers, you know, if you're a Devils fan, now you're all about the Devils and, and mapping out the postseason or, or mapping out your schedule around their postseason schedule. Obviously, same thing with the Knicks, but this part, this birthday party, this family birthday party that I'm going to, like, I get it. That's part of life, right? And certainly part of married life. But Knicks playoffs trumps everything else. Like even the Met game. They'll be like, oh, you want to watch the Met? No, I don't care about the Met game. Don't care about the Yankee game. It's all about the Knicks. This should be a Knicks playoff party. That's what people are going to be doing 3.30. If you can't fly down to Miami, and I'm sure there are some diehards who are trying to do that. And believe me, I wish. I was texting my wife. I was like, oh, game three Saturday. She goes, oh, are we going? I said, it's in Miami. Do you want to? Cancel. Call your brother right now. Let's cancel. Let's go down. Obviously, that's not realistic. But the point is, these games are so big that that's the focus. Nothing else matters. Now, how am I going to get that across to my in-laws? We're going to find out. 877-337-6666. Jim is in Haverstraw. What's up, Jim? Salami, you got that right, buddy. You said Haverstraw right. I, I asked Rosie before because I got confused. So I asked Rosie, is it Haverstraw or Haver? He said have, have. So now I think it's on my mind now as have. So we should be good to go, Jim. Took us long enough. Took like five or six weeks, but we're good to go now. <laughs> All you got to say is have a straw. That's it. I like Listen, it. Yeah. As, much, as much as I like um, talking bacon, Rihanna with you or, or pizza toppings, this next this is what I'm talking about, bro. Knicks playoffs, talking about it, sports radio. This is what I miss, man. Me too. Like, this this is like it's it's so important. I'm listening to you trying to troubleshoot how to deal with the, the game. I, it's so important that I think you should do a dry run. I think the day before you go to the brother in law's house, hmm. you look at the setup, you see what you know how things are working. 
you know, I, I think, and Rosie said it before, you're, you know, you got one up on everybody else because this is your job, right? right. Um, so, I mean, you could kind of say that. I mean, when, oh, I've been, you when, believe me, I've been milking that excuse for years. I mean, it is my job. Yeah, technically it is, but believe me, if it's a big enough game, I'll use that excuse. If not, I mean, you think I was, is it my job in Aruba? Hell no. I wasn't watching anything while I was on vacation. <laughs> so I use it conveniently. You're right. I may need to do a dry run, Jim. <laughs> Listen, I, I think it's time to, to throw it's my job out for this one. But um, I, everybody's talking. I hear you talk about, uh, you know, the, the heat without Butler. And uh, uh, Julius said it, I kind, I kind of think, perfect after the game, that the Heat were in a position. It was a, a no-lose position because they're up one game, the first game. You know, they're going back home, and, and they're playing harder or, or in a um, in a – a way of who cares what happens. Right. And Julius said it was, you know, if this is game seven and there's no Butler, I, I think they feel the pressure, right? Cause they, you know, it's not like they're up one or whatever, but, um, I thought he said it pretty good. Listen. Well, I like that angle. I didn't, I didn't think about that, but you're right. I mean, the heat were playing free and easy because even though they're without their star player, doesn't really matter if they exactly. lose this game. They did what they had to by taking at least one at the Garden. The Knicks had to win this game. Not that Miami didn't want to win, but there's 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 no pressure at all. The Knicks were dealing with all the pressure. Now it switches back to Miami. Listen, l- listen to Randall's uh, post game interview. He he said, you know, he, I had to talk to the guys before the game, saying these guys are going to come at us with that attitude. We got to be ready for a brawl today, and it kind of was like that. Um, so, you know, when people are saying, oh, they didn't have Butler or whatever, I mean, Randall kind of put it like it, it might have been harder, you know, without him in this in this game. Um, but listen, man, the Ewing, Mello thing, I don't think people understand. I'm, I'm 45, right, going on 46. Mm-hmm. I was there with uh, Lewis Orr, Trent Tucker. You know, Trent Tucker ruled this is why we have tens of seconds on the clock. Nobody understands Bernard King dropping 50 on Bird on Christmas, right? And it's, it's this whole thing where, you know, it's, it's – not about wins, losses, all that stuff. You said Nick. I mean, the in the trenches, the game is different. Mello, I was at the first game. Mello, uh, you know, was Nick. I'm coming home. They had him coming out of this whole right, thing. Right. Like all I know about Mello is, you know, we're down by one. Twenty seconds, shot clock off. They throw it to him. He dribbles for 19 seconds and throws a brick up. And again, I'm not taking shots in a way, but they don't know the the you know the the fight, the wars, you know, <sighs> sit next to um, Mason, uh, Mason, you know, rest in peace, and, and Oakley, and, and the games, it was... Starks, Harper, no, no, exactly, and the guys that he battled against, Alonzo Mourning, no Akeem Olajuwon, like, give me a break. I mean, I... I, 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 I get, good. Sorry, sorry, and, and exactly, even you throwing those names out, Sal, I do, it, I almost fell over when when Rosie said that. Like, I, and I get it, but they have no. I saw Ewing and Tao um, one night, right? And uh, I went up to the bar and I I felt somebody next to me, like a presence, and I look up and it's Ewing, and I just said, "Hey, man, thanks for all the good times." We had a talk for about five ten minutes, and it's like in his blood, like coursing through his veins. Like you even felt it having Correct. a conversation with them. That's, like, and I know Mello. That's the difference, Jim. I think you touched on it right there, and I'm glad you you were able to say it that way, and thank you for the call. That's the difference. That 90s Knicks, when I say this guy, Josh Hart, he could play on the 90s Knicks, that doesn't mean that you have a certain talent. 
It doesn't mean that you do a certain thing on the floor. What it means is you give it every damn ounce of whatever it is you've got every single night. And that is what those teams did. And that is what Patrick Ewing did. Now, Ewing did it to the level of Starks, Ward, Johnson, all those guys, Oakley. He did it to that level, gave everything, of every ounce of everything he had. But he was also a superstar player. That's what separates him from everybody else. Now, back then it was different. A lot of those players gave it everything that they had. But he was the rare combination of a superstar player that gave it every ounce of his being every single night. That's something that Carmelo Anthony could never dream of. And it's not a knock on Carmelo. It's the facts. It's reality. That's why we love John Starks. Not because of his talent, because of his heart. Because of the work he put in, the defensive effort night in, night out, the work he put in to become a better player, to become an all-star player. That's why we love Charles Oakley, because he sacrificed his body to dive in the stands for a loose ball. That's why we loved Mason and Harper and all the other guys that I just mentioned. They were a different breed. They weren't the most talented team, but they were a team who gave it every freaking thing that they had. And Ewing wasn't just a superstar talent. He was a superstar talent that gave it every freaking thing that he had. And you're right. You talk to him today. I interviewed him a couple years ago for a, a Knicks podcast I was doing with the New York Post. It's still in his blood. God, I feel horrible that it it didn't pay off in a championship for him, specifically for him. Obviously, those 90s teams would have been nice just to cash one in. But still, doesn't matter. The reason why you feel bad is not because, oh, well, look at him, he didn't win one. It's because you would have liked to have seen all that dedication, all that passion, all that hard work pay off with the ultimate trophy. But that's why I find it insulting when Tyson Chandler or Carmelo Anthony or anybody else, for that matter, in the last 20 years is compared to those 90s Knicks teams. Kurt Thomas was at the Garden for Game 1. That's another dude that gave it everything he had. And yet Carmelo's there taking bows like he's some great Nick. He is not. A great talent, yes. A great Nick, no chance. Teddy is calling from Yonkers. What's up, Teddy? Oh, Sal, man. You know, between the Yankees and the Knicks, I don't know if my heart can take it. I mean, I've already had one heart operation. I don't want to get another one. (laughs) But, Sal, let me ask you this. Miami played tonight without Butler, and they shot. They have shooters on Mm -hmm. that team. Yeah. My former student, who is is a basketball coach, he said to me, you can't double Miami. You're going to get in trouble. you got to play them heads up because they get rid of the ball and they hit the open man. And if the 
Shahid, they shoot the three. Yeah, that's their game. Quick ball movement on the perimeter, passing the ball around, finding the open three. That is what they do. Well, Thibodeau must know this now, and he must develop or, you know, have something set for Saturday and the rest of the games to deal with this, man, because they're great shooters. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them great shooters. Now, they're better than the Knicks, Teddy. And, Teddy, look, hang in there, bro. Take it easy. We don't want you getting another hard operation. I, I don't want to, Sal. It's only, no, I, I don't blame you. It's only game three. And with the Yankees, it's early. Now, they're not very good, but it's early. But, geez, it's only round two, game three, Teddy. Come on, you've seen these battles before. You should be tested by now. Ease your way back into it. I wouldn't call the Heat great shooters. In comparison to the Knicks, sure, they're great shooters. A lot of teams are great shooters in comparison to the Knicks. They just don't shoot the ball very well. But Miami is going to live by the three and die by the three. And for me, that's not the way I would go about it. I know the NBA has changed. I get it. But I think the Knicks have a better plan of attack. Out-rebound them, get some dirty hoops, win in the paint, and then knock down the good-look open threes. That's going to be the difference in the series. Will the Knicks hit the good-look open threes enough? They did it tonight with Randall being back, with Josh Hart hitting a couple big ones, and RJ being effective. Brunson should be a given. You know he's going to make his impact. The others is where the difference comes in. If they hit their open threes, they're beating Miami. 877-337-6666. And I'll tell you something, regardless of what happens in the third round, if the Knicks get there, beating Miami will be almost as sweet as a championship for me. Anytime you could beat the Miami Heat is a great thing. And it hasn't happened in so long that it would just bring me great, great joy to send the crybaby heat home. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the other side. Salakata on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. I have breaking news for you. Uh-oh. The New York Jets have finalized the trade for Aaron Rodgers. What? It is done. Really? Aaron Rodgers is now a New York Jet. What up? When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salicata back on the fan. I was just reading a column from Vince Mercagliano, who covers the Rangers for uh, com and USA Today Sports. He does some stuff at SNY as well. I want to get him on, see if he's available maybe Thursday night. And the Rangers, I know, are going to have their exit interviews tomorrow. Um, so we'll see what uh, you know the trickle-down effect is here. Is Galan going to get fired? Whatever. But either way, uh, we'll do a year-end Ranger spot in the coming days here and look ahead to what changes might be coming in the offseason. Of course, tonight is all about the Knicks and their big win in Game 2, sending the series back to Miami at one game apiece. 877-337-6666. Phillip is calling from Freeport. What's up, Phillip? I'll go down there with your wife. That's going to be a big game three. I'd love to. I don't know if I can handle. I, I, I don't know if I can handle that uh, the Heat fans. Like I can't stand the Miami Heat. I'll tell you this though: don't settle on the permanent. All they do is you, you can't 
shoot threes. The Knicks are very tough with a, a Robinson, Randall, Toppin, Hart. You must drive. You can't settle. They did very well, right, tonight. Who are you but, talking about? In other words, when you shoot the threes, like you settle on those threes. Miami, though, settling no, no, on the no, threes no. or the Knicks? I mean the Knicks. You, right. You, you must penetrate. You Correct. You have to get them in foul trouble. I want the Knicks. The Knicks don't have great shooters. Now, obviously, if there's an open three, there are a few guys who you want taking it. I don't trust R.J. Barrett, but he did go five of nine last night. That's important. Randall obviously is one. Uh, uh, Jalen Brunson is another one. Josh Hart's going to get some open threes. Got to be able to knock those down. Yeah, I'd like to see Emmanuel quickly start hitting some of those in Grimes as well. But, yes, the Knicks need to attack the rim more. Penetrate. Yeah. Don't, don't settle on, on that uh, perimeter. I mean, you got a lot of guys that are very strong. And, by the way, Sal, wait a minute. If they beat the Heat, right, I mean, you have to start to talk about this now. I mean, Josh Hart might be the best trade, I mean, ever in Nick's history. I mean, this guy brings so much to the table. I mean, he he wiped out everybody on the bench. I mean, this guy brings everything. Well, he's a guy, he may not be a great shooter or a great scorer, scorer, but he could hit big buckets. He grabs big rebounds, as he said. He gets those rebounds that crush your soul at end of game. You know, the guy is going to give defensive effort. He understands what it's like to play in New York and the importance of that. He's a passionate player. He's another guy that does the little things that help you win games. I love Josh Hart. It's been a great acquisition. Sign him if they do really well this year, right? Can they sign him? Uh, yeah, I don't know what the. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't know what their cap situation is exactly. But I don't believe they're going to let Josh Hart the go. last thing here, Sal. Can the Knicks get through the heat? And by the way, if they get through the heat, can you just imagine this? Let's fantasize just for a minute. Mm-hmm. Hypothetical. I mean, do you see them ever, I mean, any scenario in your professional mind in the championship round? Love the show, Sal. Thank you so much. Thank you, Philip. I appreciate listening and taking the time to call. <sighs> Realistically, I can't. I can't see them beating Boston or Philadelphia in a best of seven. I just can't. As much as I'd like to sit here and say, yes, anything's possible. Why put a ceiling on it? I don't truly believe in my heart of hearts that this team is good enough for that. However, if they beat Miami and get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think that is going to be incredible, just as incredible. I get why, obviously, the finals are more important, but if you beat Miami en route to the Eastern Conference Finals, two teams left in the East, Knicks and whoever, Celtics or Sixers, come on. I mean, we will be living and dying with every possession of every game, every second of it, and talking about it here, and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Beyond that, no, I can't really see it, but I just want one more, one more round. One more round. Justin is in Floral Park. Justin? Sal, what's going on, brother? How are you, Justin? Doing well. Listen, uh, we'll take the win, but there's a lot of work to be done here, Sal. Okay, this this defense still scares me with the way they uh, let these guys just wide open threes, and they uh, got lucky tonight. They, they didn't all go down. They hit a lot tonight in Miami, but uh, they got to tighten that up a little bit. Thibodeau, you know, he's a defensive coach. Got to make a little adjustments here because Spolster's a good coach. Very good coach. Gotta, the Heat are very well coached. 
Yeah, and it's it's just unbelievable to me how Lowry. I watched the Heat a lot. The guy looked so washed up during a regular season, and this guy's now uh, rejuvenated here, and he's becoming a problem for the Knicks, big time. Well, uh, he didn't do anything yesterday or uh, tonight in game uh, in game two. Why do you watch the Heat a lot? Well, you know uh, the NBA uh, package. I see them on there sometimes, man. It's, you uh, you get the NBA package? Yeah, man. For what? Why not? It's it's it's, it's exciting. Is it it's exciting? Yeah, I, they, they, I they got games on the national stage every night. You get the NBA package. You're watching yeah, Heat, Cavs, or whatever. I was watching some of it this year, man. I was interested to see. You know, right, listen. Wow. I'm a, I don't know, man. I, I just. Do you have the NHL package as well? No, I did not. So, what about MLB? No. NFL? No. What are you? What? Just the NBA? Yeah. Are you a big NBA really, fan? Son, no, my son. He's really into it. How old? Ten. Yeah, there you go. Young kids are loving the NBA. Let me tell you something. I also enjoy watching, as, as much as I can't stand him this round, I don't like Jimmy Butler, but I enjoy watching him, watching him play as well. Agreed. He's a tremendous I'm player. praying to the gods one day he comes to the Knicks. That would be that would be the piece we would love to have here. Oh, I mean, but, I'd love to see that too. I wouldn't hold my breath, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Jimmy Butler. But as far as the series goes, Sal, if they could play the defense a little better, I, I really think they could steal at least one, if not two, in Miami. Because, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of Knicks fans down there. And, uh, you know, I really think Brunson is coming to his own. Got Julius back, which is big. And, uh, you know, like you said, uh, the hustle of Hardestine and, uh, you know, obviously Hart, mm-hmm. who I've loved since day one, uh, just reminds me that oh, he's like a perfect player on those 90s Knicks teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, just the atmosphere tonight was great, Sal. Seeing Starks there on the baseline. Oh, man. Yeah. Camby was there. It was just bringing back great yeah. memories, Sal. No, and yeah, aside from Mello. And, and thank you for the call, Justin. Aside from Mello, Starks, Camby, all those guys. I love seeing them. Kurt Thomas the other day. Aaron Rodgers in the house again. Oh, man. I was there with Rodgers Saturday night for the Rangers, then again Sunday afternoon. Rodgers gets it, and he's getting a taste of what winning is like in New York. I guarantee you that is going to help motivate him here. Not that he needs it, but wanting a taste of that with his own team, the Jets. We'll get back to your calls on the other side, 877-337-6666. Take a quick break, get you updated with Kevin, and then more of your calls on the other side. at Salicata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 